Hello, and welcome to the Treasures of Truth podcast with Dr. Jeremy Simpson of the Thanks to Calvary Baptist Church in Elkin, North Carolina. We hope that you enjoy the podcast today as we search together in the precious Word of God. Welcome to the Treasures of Truth podcast, Brother Jeremy here. I want to go back to the book of Luke today, Luke's Gospel, chapter number 16. And most of the time when we say Luke 16 in the house of God, the first thing folks do is their mind goes to the rich man and Lazarus and hell. But there is a great lesson that Jesus gives uh, here in Luke 16 in the earlier passage of chapter 16. And we started on this a couple podcasts ago talking about wealth, talking about money. And uh, it's a great story here that Jesus gave about biblical stewardship. And uh, we talked on the last podcast, uh, we talked about the proper assessment of money. God wants you to think about money the right way. God wants you to view money the right way. And uh, there was a few thoughts. We talked about a test, you know, put yourself to the test, the trust test, uh, the... uh, priority test and then we talked on the surrender test and the admiration test admiration test what do you trust what is your number one goal are you willing to give up anything for god and then what do you admire you know are you do you find yourself admiring the large the the wealthy uh, you know what 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 catches your eye And so that's the proper assessment of money. God wants to know how you see money, and that's assessing. Then there's number two, and this is what I want to talk to you about today. There's the proper attainment of money. Because God is not only interested in how you see money, God is interested in how you get money. The passage here teaches us that God wants us to get our wealth, get our money through honest, hard work because he talks about being a steward. Verse 2 of Luke 16 tells us that we are stewards. And so God is interested uh, in the investment of money, the handling of money, the making of money. You see, stewardship, biblical stewardship, is that area of your life where you make money, and then God makes you. And I don't know if you heard what I just said, so I'm going to say it again. Stewardship is the area of life where men make money and God makes men. That is so important to understand. See, it's God's way of testing us and trying us, preparing us for things that are far more important. Biblical stewardship. If you're not faithful, in the small things and in the monetary things, who's going to give you the true riches? Listen to the Bible. He that is faithful in that which is least is faithful also in much. He that is unjust in the least is unjust also in much. If therefore you have not been faithful in the unrighteous mammon, who will commit to your trust the true riches? And if you've not been faithful in that which is another's, another man's, who shall give you that which is your own? What's that talking about there? What's, what, what's the Lord trying to tell us there? 
If you've not been faithful in the small things, you will not be faithful when it's the large things. And so God puts us to the test. It teaches us that the measure of how much God can trust you with, and again, we're not just talking about wealth, but wealth is sometimes the test. God wants to give you spiritual power. God wants to give you blessings abundantly that are, that are more than just a dollar. And God says, I can't because you're not being faithful over this little thing. Now, I know in, in our mind's eye and in the world today, money does not seem to be little. But in the eyes of God, according to this passage, money is the small thing. And if you cannot learn to be faithful to God with your money, which is a small thing, He is not going to entrust you with spiritual blessings, which are the large. The measure of how much God can trust you with the spiritual power and spiritual influence is how He's watched you use the small, which is your money. And what you do with your money is an index of what you would do with a greater treasure. God is withholding blessings from some folk because when God gave them a test, they failed the test. A lot of people fail the test right off the bat because they refuse to acknowledge that God owns everything by giving a tithe. The tithe is just kindergarten. The tithe is just starting to give. The tithe really is just a reminder to yourself and you're letting God know, hey, I know you own all this, so I'm going to remind myself, I'm going to remind myself, I'm going to remind my flesh that you own it all, so here's my 10%. It's not that you pay God his tithes. You acknowledge that it's all his. God gives you possessions. They come from God. God wanted to see what you were going to do with those possessions, and you weren't faithful. Now, how is God going to bless you with a greater if you've already failed the test with the lesser? God can't give you what he really wants to give you because you've already failed the test with the small stuff. Look at verse 11. If therefore ye have not been faithful in the unrighteous mammon, who will commit your, to your trust the true riches? That, that billfold you've got in your back pocket, fella, that pocketbook that you've got on the seat, uh, that, that car that you're driving, that truck that you're driving, that home that you live in, I hate to burst your bubble, but according to the Word of God, that's the small stuff. Oh, if we could ever get a hold of this. And we get so wrapped up, and this world is so wrapped up in the almighty mammon, the almighty dollar, and it's the small stuff. He said, I've got true riches. I've got riches that don't fade away. Everything money buys on this earth is going to go away, but God's got true riches, but he can't trust you with them because he's not been able to trust you with the small stuff. I, I hope you're getting a hold of that. Why should God commit greater things to your stewardship if you've not been faithful in the lesser things? And if you can't take care of the mundane and the material then who's going to commit to you the spiritual, the great things, the big things, the true things? Faithful and small. And then you could be a ruler of much. 
He that is faithful in that which is least is faithful also in much. That's what the Bible says. Now, it, 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 could, it doesn't say this. He that is faithful in that which is least could be faithful also in much. It doesn't say that, that he could be. It says if he is faithful in the least, he's faithful also in much. It's like night following day. Everything big is made up of something little. If you take care of the little things, as a result, the big ones are there. It is impossible for you to be faithful in little things and not be faithful in big things. Do you see that? That's what he's saying. He's saying, if you're faithful in the little, the small, you're going to be faithful in the big. He that is faithful in that which is least is faithful also in much. It's because he says your character is revealed in the small. I got no doubt that you're going to take care of the large and the much and the big because you took care of the least, the small, the insignificant. So I have no doubt that your character is also going to take care of that which is large. So the Lord is testing us and he's trust, he trusts us, gives us a test to see if we can handle what he's given us. And there's some listening right now that may be very wealthy materially, but very poor spiritually. Because God has given you some wealth to see what you would do with it, and you've failed the test. And you'll never know what true riches are because you're hanging on so tightly to the least. And the much is on the shelf. If you could somehow let God be in charge of the least and your character shine through to God, that what he's given you, you use it as a good steward. I'm telling you, man, you could tap into some true riches. And I'm not talking about a dollar. We all get, man, we all get uptight when we start talking about dollar bill. The dollar bill is the primary, it is the elementary test. The dollar is the elementary test. It's, it's not the big stuff. That's what this passage is teaching. Now, the beautiful thing is you can have both. Because I've met some very godly people who were also very wealthy people. But they had learned to be good stewards of what God had put in their hand. God's interested in your stewardship. Stewardship is how men make and manage money. And I'll tell you this. I am not a prosperity gospel preacher. I'm not one of these guys that's going to get up and say, you know, send me your tithes and, and, and hey, everybody out there in Facebook world on a Sunday morning, we're, we're doing live feed. I'm not going to be trying to get people to send me their tithes. And I've got this handkerchief that I sweat in for about three services. And, and uh, if you'll send me $1,000, I'll send you this. No, I'm not into that. And I'm not into this prosperity. Name it, claim it. But there's some things in the Bible you cannot tear out. Of scripture. Here's one of them. Psalm 35, verse 27 Let the Lord be magnified, which hath pleasure in the prosperity of his servant. Hath pleasure in the prosperity of his servant. You know what it means? God wants you to prosper, God wants you to have wealth. Now, the measure of wealth is not given. But God wants you to prosper where your needs are met. I'm not saying everybody who wants to be is going to be wealthy. But God wants to bless you. 
And you can either be blessed with riches or cursed with riches. And if you can handle it, God wants to take, you, take pleasure in the prosperity of his servant. How about this verse, Deuteronomy 8.18, But thou shalt remember the Lord thy God, for it is he that giveth the power to get wealth. God gives the power to get wealth, but listen to what I'm going to say. If it is your consuming desire, if it is that one goal in life, then you're going down. You're headed into trouble. Again, for the love of money is the root of all evil. Don't ever tell anybody that it's all right to make all the money you want. Just as long as you make it honestly, make all the money you want. I don't know if that's true or not. If you're making all the money you can, then you're going to be making money when you ought to be praying, when you ought to be soul winning, when you ought to be sleeping, when you ought to be fishing with your son. See, God takes pleasure in the prosperity of his servants, but don't pay too high a price for the money that you get, for the money you get. Don't, don't make money at the expense of your health. Bible said in Psalm 127 too, it is vain for you to rise up early, to sit up late, to eat the bread of sorrows, for so he giveth his beloved sleep. It's one thing for you to possess wealth. It's another thing for your wealth to possess you. And that's what's on your mind all the time. Working late, carrying work home with you, going over spreadsheets, going over the business day after day, losing a day's sleep, burning the candle at both ends. You're not as bright as you think you are because the Bible says he gives us sleep. Don't get wealth at the expense of your health. One fellow said this, um, Many people spend the first half of their life wasting their health to get their wealth. And they spend the last half of their life spending their wealth to try to get their health back. How about that one? Unhappy on both ends. So God is interested in what you think about money, the proper assessment, but he's also interested in how you get the money, the proper attainment. And there's a difference between saving and hoarding. The Bible talks about saving. We're to plan for the future. Like the ant of chapter 6 of Proverbs, consider her ways, be wise. She provideth her meat in the summer and then gathereth food in the harvest. Why? She's setting up for, for later. But there's a difference between saving and hoarding. Hoarding is when you go overboard and you've, you just continue to Get more and more money, more than you'll ever use. Saving is when you look and say, this is what I'm going to need, and you provide for that. And there's nothing wrong with being wealthy. Abraham was wealthy. David was wealthy. Joseph of Arimathea was wealthy. Mary, Martha, and Lazarus were wealthy. Barnabas was wealthy. And, and God commended every one of them. The Bible commends them. But I'm telling you, we need to have the proper assessment. What do we think about money? How do we see money? And we need to have the proper attainment. How are we getting money? Now, I don't want you to miss the next podcast. I've got to quit today because my 15 minutes, I try to keep it under 15 minutes, and I'm a little bit over, but I got a little, little caught up in this passage. Oh, there's such a wealth of truth in there. I want you to go out today and be salt and light. The world's dirty and dark needs you. It needs you to go out today and be a light. Go out and be salt. If you're listening to this uh, in the evening, plan on purpose. Tomorrow, 
I'm going to read my Bible. I'm going to pray. I'm going to get filled with the Holy Ghost. And I'm going to make a difference in the world. Don't miss the next Treasures of Truth podcast. We're going further in the study on biblical stewardship. And until then, God bless you.